Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, Soap fans and true believers. Here's the second part of my conversation with author Jerry Waggett. We have so much to talk about, so I'll keep this short since we don't have forever and a day in our lives. we haven't seen ghost Courtney before, but that's a character that a lot, I like Alicia Lee Willis, but it, Courtney was just never a well-received character, but it made sense for her to be the angel, uh, you know, ushering Mike, just like when she had that conversation with Spencer at the nurse's ball a few years ago, when he was, uh, you know, burnt and being a little jerk, it was very sweet. Yeah, I, I get to tell you, it was also a really nice surprise yeah. today. It made sense. Yeah. And because when Mike said, um, oh, I know you, I actually was expecting it to be like Carly done up to be Adela. Oh yeah. That, that would have been interesting, but I like that it was actually Courtney because again, it. It, it acknowledged that. And, and I like that it, again, this was where we wish we could have had Spencer and Christina and some of the other people, but again, people, we can't always get people, especially with all the hurdles they have to jump through. So, so they did the best they could with what they had and, and it was nice to see her. And it'll be interesting. You know, I think it'll be also part of this new bonding with uh, Ava and Nicholas if she and he talk about um, Mike's passing and the fact that Spencer's lost his grandfather. Yeah, it, that that's something I was surprised we didn't get today. But uh, But I will say that I do feel like we're going to have that conversation because we at least did have Nicholas come and see Mike and, you know, be involved a little bit, which it, it was – I, I really enjoyed that they had people in and out who should have been there, but did it irk you as well that we had that Jason scene with Mike that was a little long with that almost was given the same service or if not more than say a Michael or Brooklyn or, or, you know, Dante's had to be done a little differently, but that was great. But yeah, the Jason stuff, I was like, this is not your spot. Like, what is this? Because he should be there for Sonny and Carly to lean on and for Michael. And But the scene with just him one-on-one and his thoughts with Mike was just odd to me. It didn't fit. Did you feel well, the same way? It didn't bother me as much. I was just afraid. Well, as much as I loved uh, Friday's show with, uh, the you know, the memories that wouldn't, wouldn't happen with um, Jocelyn. And I thought the, those were just beautiful. Yeah, that down, was sweet. Was, yeah. I was afraid every day this week was going to be that same thing. Another person. Oh, yeah. Uh, they kept them shorter than uh, for the other ones. Only gave like one or two to say um, Michael or uh, Dante, Jason. So, I mean, I, I was yeah, I was glad of that. And even with Carly. Um, yeah, with Carly made sense because this is where I'll say that Carly was good to Mike and good to Sonny with Mike in, in this whole situation. And Carly and Sonny during this has been – a good rock, and and they've really shown that they can be a good family. Yeah, and that they, that, you know, it's and I think it's been great. It was also I was thrilled to see Stella back for the end of the storyline. Yes, and 
Uh, did, has she had scenes yet with uh, Curtis or Jordan? I don't think so. I think it's all been involved with this. Well, I, I, hope, I hope they at least get one scene before she heads back to England for... Um, I think yeah. she's also... And what was the thing is that um, I know that that was a weird thing because supposedly she said that she found relatives in Port Charles. And I think it was somehow supposed to be Trina. Yeah, I think they'd set that up because Trina had been looking into it too and that this would prove that Trina is Curtis's, like we all suspected. And that's why it's great that Taggart is alive because that there's going to be some fallout from this. And to me, it adds layers of Portia. We're finally actually seeing a little bit more of who Portia is rather than just being the resident doctor or Trina's mom. or And we're going to get, you know, a little bit more to her. Just like Jordan... And just like Carly or anybody else that's ever come on this canvas, she's got a pass. And, and that's what makes her human and interesting. Yeah. And it's, um, I, and I like her. It's, um, and I liked when, well, I basically liked, you know, her scene with Ava and kind of like, well, but yeah. you don't have good morals, you know, and she wasn't, and it wasn't that spewing venom, wasn't calling her names, but just spelling out saying, you know, you you make you have bad morals. You you you're involved in things, and you know. And like yeah. what Ava said, I I would normally throw the shrink in somebody's face, but you know, yeah, you're right. You're telling the truth. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I like that that self awareness of Ava and how she understood Portia, and that they sort of came to that understanding. Is that and even Portia was like, you know, I do think you do have good intentions with Trina. I I think you do care. And it's nice. And then Ava's like, yeah, if you want me to let you know what's up. And then she was even like, hey, I told her she has to ask you. We have this Portia set boundaries. Ava's following them. And Ava understands why someone like Portia would not want her daughter emulating someone like Ava. It was just a very human and self-aware moment. And this is what I like about Ava and how we have sort of redeemed her. And that's what they did well with Valentine as well. I just wish that Julian could do the same thing, but we'll see. Well, the, the thing is, it's interesting. Uh, I like his relationship with Britta being, yes, well, basically just, we're two good, well, hey, we're two good looking people. We want to have sex. We're going to go for it. Um, I like the fact that she knows what's up. I can't imagine, though, that nobody's figured out what Nell must have on Julian. That nobody, yeah. you know, I guess people don't care. Like, that's the sad part, is that if they really wanted to get rid of Julian, they'd probably pry a little more. But it, it's just that even, because Brooklyn knows too, and she's not done anything. And I guess that it's like, no one really has definitive proof, though. And they know that Sonny would kill him if even right. just the thought of it. But I think part of it, too, is Sonny's got enough going on. So I think that's why Brooklyn maybe hasn't mentioned it really and that she was using Julian. But I feel like she'll be the one to have a change of heart and maybe her and Felix work together to kind of bring that back up. Either that or why, I'm thinking that whether, at least with Brooklyn, I guess part of the reason why she didn't say is because as Julian said, okay, if you tell Sonny this, he will kill me. Do you want that in your conscience? And especially now everything's over and done with. Um, but yeah, I, the, it, to me, it doesn't serve much of a purpose to bring this up again, except we do have Winston Rudge back involved in this spy storyline who worked for Olivia Jerome. And to me, I think that there may be a resurgence of the Jerome crime family, because what else are we going to do with Julian? This is all going to come out. 
and maybe Olivia is out or there is some sort of involvement there. Well, and I, well, I think now this is part of my feeling is that um, with Cyrus, I, I think Britta will probably have sex with Cyrus, or, but I think she's going to be the one who tells Cyrus what Julian did. And Julian is going to blackmail, excuse me, Cyrus is going to blackmail Julian to coming to work for him. Using, yeah, because he's already tried that, like, and you can tell, like, making conversation with Julian and, and bringing things up, and he's, like, tried to, like, talk to Ava, too, and she wasn't into it, and, yeah, I could see that in Julian getting involved with this again. Yeah, and I think that he, you know, kind of, like, forced into it, and also saying, you know, the only way I can protect you is if you work for me, Um and because also when, when I liked when Felix um, was going over, uh, overheard Britain, uh, Julian talking and found out that they were, had been um, sleeping together. He told Kevin, and though I want Kevin as the mature psychiatrist to look at Felix and say, he said, you know, they're bed bites. I want Kevin to say, well, it's really not about business. But yeah, then, <laughs> that wouldn't be General yeah. Hospital. Like, who's the new Amy Vining? Yeah, it's yeah, it's well. That's Amy Driscoll is the new Amy Vining, and she. Uh, that's true. I was afraid she was going to get made head nurse. Um, but I think. Yeah, that, that would be weird, though. Like. <laughs> yeah, it's. It, but I think that they just want people out of the way. Um, also, because, as I said, yeah, Elizabeth and Epiphany both have direct connections to Sunny, and secondly, uh, they know the way things are going on, so he's going to maneuver things around so that they don't work that way. And I think he's just going to use it as a hospital as this drug running base, or either that or run the hospital to the ground and just sell the property for the millions of dollars that Lucy was. Remember when Lucy was going to sell the hospital to Julian Jerome? Yeah, like that, that was a weird thing. And that's the thing is there is some Jerome connection with the hospital because there was like that was part of Olivia's storyline. So maybe Olivia is involved with Cyrus and this stuff with Holly and with Rudge and and all that is somehow connected because they've done a pretty good job of connecting everything. Cause even the ELQ stuff was connected by Valentine not choosing not to bail out the hospital. Then now it's Cyrus and, and you have things that it's like they did sort of bleed into one another. And either that or that we're going to find out that Cassandra Pierce. Oh, I would the, love her back. I actually like Cassandra as a villain. She's a fun villain. I love Jessica Tech. So. Yeah. And I love when she was trying to kidnap um, Charlotte and Charlotte like kicked her and she got like real. Yeah, she bitter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and and I think of course and you know that um, Cassandra being the hypochondriac um, was freaked out at the, how germy that could be. I love that. You know, I, that I love Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah, but, but I will say this: for a woman who owned her own casino in Monte Carlo and ran an international drug cartel that actually scared Valentine. She did a lot of her own dirty work. Oh, yeah. But that's what I like about women like uh, Cassandra and Ava and Helena, all the badass bitches of General Hospital past, that they they do get their hands dirty. Yeah, see, I always thought Cassandra was going to turn out to be Helena's daughter, but, of course, that won't happen now. uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I'd love to see her back. And, um, yeah, I also like when she had... She's Helena Light, yeah. Yeah, I, I liked when she had a crush on Finn. I thought that was yeah. interesting. Because that was it, a but, different way of playing it. And that was sort of why Anna wanted to use him and how they sort of got together in the beginning, which I didn't mind in the beginning. But now it's 
just want it's one of those relationships that suffered from there being too much you know time apart for whatever reason like you know vanilla's vacations and things like that and the thing is violet's adorable i like that but so many people we just want rebecca budding back anyway we can <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm well i just you know i i and the fact that Nichols is somehow responsible for her being missing. Um, I know I just, I, I'm not a, I, I don't see any point to have given Finn Violet, you know, we don't really get a lot of mileage out of it. Except she's the cutest little girl ever. I mean, they have some of the best child actors on their show, but like Violet's just energy and her with Robert, especially is just so cute. It's nice to see Michael Easton actually get to play a dad because we really haven't gotten that in all of his years on soaps. Like, because he and Natalie didn't have their kid till the end and he thought it was Brody's. I, I, I even forget that because, again, you know, I want to erase Natalie from my brain. <laughs> and, well, you know, it's, and, and they brought her, she was, of course, the one yeah. they brought back for the reboot or the, of the show yeah. for the whole 13 weeks. Yeah, and it's funny, if they ever do reboot it, which there's a lot of renewed interest and it wouldn't surprise me if there isn't some sort of hybrid or possibly one being back with All My Children or One Life to Live in some capacity because of just the way things are going and soaps are doing better, they're getting bigger press, There, there is this renewed interest in that. But I do wonder if they would consider those Prospect Parkwins canon or if we would just go from the end of the ABC airings. Yeah. I mean, because there was almost nothing that happened in the show aside from finding out that JR had shot Bianca's uh, girlfriend, Marissa. Marissa. Um, yeah. That was else. Babe's twin. Yeah. And then and I, I guess it, it'll be interesting to see if they bring it back. I think because especially, you know, once the um, pandemic, you know, Hopefully, is uh, hope it's end soon. They do have an hour-long block they're using now as a COVID show. Uh, one one yeah. o'clock to two o'clock. They they got rid of after going through like three names in one year. They got rid of uh, my, uh, here's Michael and so and so and now somebody else and, and now they're yeah. all gone. Uh, they're gonna have all to fill. And I actually don't think it's a bad idea if you bring General Hospital one night to live back. Bring them back as half-hour soaps. Yeah, because to me, it's either merge them because they're all a shared universe to a degree. And being as Landview and Pine Valley were both in Pennsylvania, you could merge One Life to Live and All My Children. And I don't think anyone would bat an eyelash because they were, you know, in a lot of ways similar, very much grounded. Okay, we could we could go with that being one or like you say, two half hours. Yeah, I I kind of almost like a little bit of a separation just. Because the idea of yeah. having three two new subs versus just one more new one, and because uh, I think the landscape as we're looking at now, um, I know Drew Barrymore just debuted her talk show this week. Uh, Kelly Claxton's doing well with hers. Ellen, yeah, uh, is coming. Ellen's back. probably uh, Ellen's coming back, but I don't see it lasting very long. And that's what we're seeing is, I think people are done with that kind of thing. I mean, other than say, I I think Kelly Clarkson's show is a little unique and same thing with Drew Barrymore is what I'm seeing. And those people are a little bit more likable, a little bit more relatable to the people that are at home now versus say Ellen, because Ellen was never herself anyway. And and that kind of host is done. 
the, you know, what's likable about Drew and Kelly is that they are very real and they're very true to themselves and they kind of go with what works for their personality. And when you're seeing a lot of daytime stuff go away, it is more of the, you know, put upon like overproduced stuff that I think we are going to get away from. We may see James Corden take Ellen's spot, which would be great because I think he's always been more of a daytime and the late night could maybe go to a little bit more of a grittier comedian, like potentially a non-white one, which would be nice. But you mean like yeah, Kevin like, Noah could move over from like uh, from Daily Show to the late night show? I, I, I mean, I don't know about Trevor Noah being the choice because Trevor Noah is again one of those people that I, I really like him when he was true to himself. But it, with the late night, the, the personality is key, and what he was what he's been doing a lot of over at the Daily Show is not so much the Trevor Noah, you know, comedian. So if he could balance that, like that'd be great. But you know, there, there's a ton of people you could put in that slot, and that would work out better and kind of do some because James Corden's act really works well in, in replace of Ellen. Because that is a little bit more genuine who he is, the carpool karaoke, but that's a daytime thing. And you're going to see a lot more people have time during the day because there's a lot more working from home or a lot more change in schedule because of the way we are now. And I do see that them trying to rework daytime because these shows that had these big live audiences are not going to have that anymore. The one thing I will say I really like about Kelly Clarkson is, you know, that like the Dinah Shore show, that Dinah was not a comedian. So she opened up her show yeah. coming out every day singing a song. And that's what Kelly Clarkson does. And yep. I like it. You know, and she does some, a nice version of songs and she's likable. Um, she's there for, you know, and she's, she's believable with cooking segments. Um, yeah. And I, but I'll tell you still, the one, one thing I tell the talk show, I really wish they could bring back and do it well. You know, like they try to do it like, uh, Tamron Hall. They tried to do it with um, uh, Kelly, uh, the blonde Kelly from Fox who got fired um, with the Today Show, you know, giving her her own talk show. That, trying to make like, oh, an issue Kelly. oriented. Oh, Megan Kelly. Yeah, Megan Kelly. Megan Kelly. Yeah. It. Okay. Um, yeah, you know, I, I want because one of my favorite talk shows when I was growing up was Phil Donahue. Oh, yeah. And because they were. It was, they would talk about that. It, it wasn't all just, hi, people come out and pitch stuff, you know? Um, and even, like, you can see Jimmy Fallon in Late Night is kind of sick of just doing pitches, which is why I think half the time I'm watching, check out his show, he's doing having the people in there doing a game show. And it's great yeah. because it gets people to do these game show segments on his show it's who would never yeah. do a game show. Yeah, and I, I, that's also what I want to see back on daytime more is um, game shows. I know yeah. ABC has them all at night, but I would I'd actually kind of rather see like match game five days a week than that weird hour block at night. Well, I don't know. Like that could be pretty. The thing about a lot of those game shows like that is like they they put a lot of money into them because I listen to Adam Carolla every day. So and he does match game because he involved with her friends and they fly him out to New York. I mean, they spend a lot of money on that. So that's why and, and they're cheap to produce, but they pay the celebrities and and people to come in and Alec too much. To where I don't know if they were to maybe do a non-celebrity version with a cheaper host, they might could do stuff like that. But yeah, I love game shows. And that's one of the sad parts about this is 
one of my LA jobs I would do in order to pay rent was be paid audience a lot for game shows because of all the legal things involved, most of these game shows just hire people to do that. And, you know, a little inside knowledge, but yeah. And, and it was always fun because, you know, you have warm up comics and things like that, but they're not going to, that's a job that's going to go away. And yeah, it's crazy to me because I will say that there'll probably still be some studio audience, but it probably will be a lot more just paid, not as much open to people. Yeah, because yeah, you're right. They have to do it like people going yeah. in there. I remember um, that when I was on one of the in- interesting things that I said I didn't realize this happened, but um, when I was doing Jeopardy, when I was uh, uh, testing on Jeopardy, we were you know in the studio in, in the front of the studio, but we were all there, and one of the producers or contestant people from the Donny Osmond pyramid came over yeah. and was trying to poke some of us, try to say, "Oh, would, would you rather do?" Pyramid, but do, I, I was almost. I, although I'd never give my give up my dream of being on Jeopardy, but they <laughs> it happened to have been so popular week. Oh and wow! They, and, I, and I was like, and I said, you know, that would be so nice. But I said, no. Also, if nothing else, you made a commitment to come out and do Jeopardy. Do not, you know, leave these people hanging. And so, uh, but I was just so, uh, yeah. They were they were actually coming over to the Jeopardy contestants and poaching them. Yeah, because a lot of game shows are cast by the same people, too. And I know because a lot of the, the main trivia ones where you have to, like, pass a test because I've done so well on them, even though I've never actually done to air because it's funny is before COVID, that's how I got stuck in Vegas is I was going to go tape a weakest link. And then I got stuck and couldn't get there. And then everything shut down. Like, that was like the beginning. And then everything shut down the next week. But yeah, like, it's interesting to me, but you get on a list and, and you, they know you can answer the questions. They'll call you for all of them or try to work it out. But it is one of those things sometimes that it's a lot of work. I don't think people realize like getting on some of the game shows and, and, and it's, a, you know, it's not paid. It is uh, usually, you know, that's why they prefer LA locals, which I usually am. And so still consider to be to get that because like they don't want to fly you out. They don't want to pay stuff and you know, you can win money, but you're not going to get <laughs> anything just to be there, which the, the act of doing it and doing well is, you know, in itself a reward. It's not like everybody needs to be paid everything, but the, they often will take up a lot of your time. Because yeah, I know that when I, um, when I was doing Jeopardy, um, I was out there three, I did three days and it was all in the same week. I didn't have to, you know, do wait around for the next week. Um, and I flew out there and I had paid for it myself. Um, it was, but you know, I, they said, okay, well, here's the deal. First off, they can't pay you to go out there or else they're going to have to pay the same thing to everybody else. But they said, look, at bottom line, um, you're going to win at least a thousand dollars. Okay. And oh, you basically good. get the, you get to keep almost all of that if you flew out there because, yes, I mean, you would put um, your airfare to fly out there and your hotel room all becomes tax deductible because you had to do this to get them to show to win the money. So yep. they said, you know, and, and this was also um, 19, excuse me, it was 2003. So, I mean, you could get an airfare and a hotel for a few days all for under $1,000. So I said, plus they, they also figure – we have enough contestants. If you don't want to do it, we have a list. So do you want to do it or not? And so I said, you know, of course. I, and the only thing is that they said, are you a, um, 
politician or are you running for office? I said, no. Mm -hmm. They said, okay, great. Because if they did, they'd have to put, give equal airtime to anybody who was running against. But yeah, I just, and I, you know, loved going out there, loved doing the whole game show experience. Um, if I did another game show, I'm, I said, what ones do I do? The one that really scared me was um, Millionaire, because there's one question wrong and it's over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's, uh, and then, um, yeah, I, but I said, yeah, Wheel of Fortune, I used to think it'd do well. I watch it home now, and I said, I don't do as well with it because the puzzles are getting kind of less obvious phrases. And it's, it used to be like, what's up, Doc, or um, all in the family, very well-recognized yeah. phrases. Now it's like, I watch it, it's like, and what are you doing? It's like, you know, eating brownies in a canoe. I'm like... No, this it's it, 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 trying to keep up and be different. The show's just not as much fun. Yeah, like, and I do feel, but we we kind of run the course with a lot of things. Like, game shows will be really big at one point, and then they'll kind of go away for a little bit. I mean, there's always the ones that are kind of always there, like Jeopardy, Wheel of Fortune, but the the popularity of them in the big zeitgeist. But I, we've seen a resurgence with Jeopardy, and especially again, like the soaps and people being home more. I do feel like we're getting, we're taking a step back and maybe going a little bit back in time in a good way to where game shows and soap operas, because these things are cheap to produce, but they actually employ a lot of people. And they they have, game shows especially have so much legal involved anyway, and the soaps are already showing and go within the guidelines. You're seeing a lot of, you know, thought put into these to keep them going. And I feel like there is a renewed interest and they just sort of have to pick and figure out, you know, the best way to do them. And what works for one doesn't always work for the others. As we see, there's four soaps on and, you know, days we haven't even seen them back from quarantine yet because they were eight months ahead initially. But that was the reason they've always had new episodes. But now this will be the first time they're actually close in production and we'll see what that does for them. As we've seen, some of the choices that bold makes, they are bold, but uh, they're, they're making headlines. They may not be doing that well in the ratings and it may not be that great. I'm enjoying the Steffi storyline and, and, and stuff, but some of the other things is not a regular bold watcher. I'm a little like, okay, but I give them credit for trying some different stuff. And that's sort of what they are. Bold is almost a caricature of a soap. So doing these weird things like blow up dolls is at least getting them in the headlines and probably making some people aware of this and maybe tuning in that wouldn't have before. So that's an interesting yeah. choice. Y&R is a little bit safer with their social distancing than General Hospital in a way, but it sort of makes for often awkward moments. But they have such a good cast that it still works. I just hope that we get some more actual story. We're getting a lot of good scenes with people who should be talking about stuff in history but we'll see where some of this is leading because i'm not as crazy about the sharon and adam reuniting because i know they're together in real life which is why they're doing it uh or allegedly but okay. sharon's a little too motherly with adam to me and i'm like this is a little weird and i obviously don't have a problem with age difference like age is just a number but it's the it's the way they do it that's a little ugh, but <laughs> Well, Sharon's been, is there anybody in the Newman family, you know, male that Sharon hasn't been with? I don't think so. I mean, you know, luckily Noah's her son. <laughs> well, it, it, yeah. 
Yeah, it's but I, I, I was watching today, and it's interesting that now we find out Amanda is Hillary's twin sister, as we suspected, and how, how that's going to throw a, a monkey wrench into Devon's relationship um, with a woman who is who is uh, his girlfriend in real life. Um, I'm like, okay, and that was fine. I am kind of curious with the Jack and the Dean are in the will. Um, and yeah, I hope we get stuff. a better story out of this because we don't know what to do with Jack, and that's so weird. Jack to me is by far one of the best soap opera characters. I love his relationship with Billy, and I love that we're getting bad boy Billy back, but not being too bad boy, similar to like a Valentine, where it's like, okay, good, he's gonna use this and. And I like that Victoria's over here. There's some things I really like, but it was just as much as I like Fick, you know, Phyllis and Nick, and they're hot, and they're still doing it really well with the social distancing. Phyllis and Jack just work so well. And if this is going to be about Jack's love and, and really finding something, either we get chemo back and maybe, you know, reignite some stuff there with the father-son relationship and it be something more like that. Or maybe we do find Phyllis helping Jack and they get back together. Yeah, because I'm trying to think with Jack. Um, what's kind of funny is because um, I have heard that they always said, you know, that one day we are probably going to try to put Jack and Jill back together, you know? <laughs> I love them together, though. Like, it's like frenemies in a way. But as a romantic couple? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know. I think it's it could be. Well, you know, I know at certain times, you know, they just decide to put these people back together. Uh, Phyllis going back with Nick, it's kind of like, and then you're just doing the countdown till Nick gets back with Sharon. You know. Well, and to me, it's like Sharon is the character that I don't think that they, they don't seem to know what to do with most of the characters, which is odd to me because there's so much potential here or there, and, and I really thought this storyline with Adam had a potential to put him and Victor back together and them in their relationship. And it'd be about Victor and Adam and Connor, but because of this, you know, pushing Sharon and Adam back together, it's more about that. But same thing with Sharon's, you know, cancer, that, that would be a really good, you know, storyline for Sharon case to not be about a man, but sadly they, they don't want that. I, I don't know, but like characters like Ray and Lola, they have the least amount to do and I'm not that invested in them. And I don't really know where they're going to fit because obviously they're, you know, we've got, they're testing Theo and Victoria and that was just a little bit more interesting. And, and there's just Ray and Lola don't seem to have a purpose outside of their relationships, you know, current or past. And, and that's kind of sad. It's like, you know, they, they shipped off some of their family members that I think most people enjoyed more so either bring in the family and again, or maybe let's figure out something else to do and maybe find some other characters back on campus that, you know, we can invest in. Same thing with like the Devon, Hillary, Elena. It makes sense to keep Devon and Elena together. But now we, I mean, I even called her Hillary, Amanda, <laughs> Hillary's twin, which I liked Amanda, Billy. And I was thinking they were going to go a triangle with Billy, Lily, Amanda which would have been more interesting. But again, there's just so much, there's a lot of potential, but they don't seem to be like, same thing with Abby and Chance, like, meh. but Chance and Chelsea, I could see that. I loved Abby's scene with Chelsea though, and that would really hurt their friendship, but it almost made it seem like that was what was going to happen because it was a, they actually are friends and they don't really like 
they're, they're too friendly on one end, but never best friendly on there. And this is the same chance that um, John Driscoll played in the show years ago, right? Yes. And so he's now we have Donnie of, Bowes. And then now, so he is actually Jill's grandson and Billy's um, nephew. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and it's it was because one of those things, and I was like, wow, okay. So John Driscoll as. I mean, I liked it when he was, you know, the, you know, playing the Virgin, and he was involved with. Um, and he's uh, going to be on Billy's forever in his day. Uh, Billy's. Oh, Chloe, I love Chloe. Yeah, but John yeah. Driscoll will be on forever in a day next week. <laughs> oh, okay. So yeah, this, yeah. And, and and I liked him when he was on the soaps, and I think now he then didn't he become like a firefighter or EMT or in the army, some type of. I believe he was in the army. Um. But yeah, just like uh, Serena Baldwin. God, what was her name? Carly Schroeder. She went in the army. I'm like, that's great. Yeah, and it's um, and kind of went and and I think um, who's became a firefighter? I think is um, Cloris Leachman's grandson or son, uh, Morgan England. Oh. Who played on Guiding Light? He became like a firefighter or an EMT, something like that. Well, it's a good job. Yeah, I mean, and they're helping people. But yeah, it's like when yeah. She, so she, Believe in Soap Operas is sponsored by Plexiderm. Fall is here, back to Zoom school, but there's no need to ring a bell. With so much changing, or not, finding a little extra me time is next to impossible. Looking your best has never taken less time than Plexiderm. All you need is 10 minutes and you can look 10 years younger. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that visibly reduces fine lines, wrinkles, and even those bags under your eyes in minutes with results that last for hours. You can try a six-application trial pack for just $14.95 with free shipping when you visit triplexiderm.com and use the code BELIEVE. Again, that's triplexiderm.com and use the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, at checkout. Chance is also the cousins with Devon. I mean, with the, he, should have, he should have a stake in Chancellor Enterprises. Yeah, it, they have him. He's going to be working with the cops now. I was a little in and out of YNR maybe a year or so ago and have kind of caught up a little bit here or there and watched you know, a lot of the classics because I've been watching it a little longer than say days, which I just started during the quarantine, but, and same thing with bold, but with Y&R I've had it off and on because there are certain things I really want to tune in for, but it's not general hospital to me. So, so there's some stuff I may have missed, but try to look into, but yeah, it, it's interesting that they haven't, thought about revisiting the Adam, you know, gay storyline from years ago, because the, to me, his friendship with Chance could have some potential. And again, <laughs> I say that about Chase and Michael, too, and, and it's not like there wasn't precedent for that with them, because to me, he doesn't really have chemistry, which says something, because, you know, if you've seen the Friends episode with Patrick Brewster, or one of them with her, and um, Chandler thinks she's sleeping with our co-star because they had so much chemistry on the stage. And then they're like, Oh no, it's when they don't. And then of course the next time they go see it, she really is because <laughs> they have no chemistry. So this is not about the real life couple. I just don't feel like he and Sharon have chemistry on the show. And you have him and Chelsea too. I love Missy. I do see this, maybe her going back to her cran, uh, her crazy Annie roots here because they're making Chelsea all crazy about what's going on. And 
If we give Melissa some better material, I'm all for it because I love Chelsea. I love her. But her and Adam, meh. Like, she works so well with both Justin and uh, Michael, uh, Sheriff Lamb from Veronica Mars, before. But this one, I'm just not seeing it. And that, to me, is... I feel like I like Mark Grossman as Adam. I think he's probably the best fit of what we're going to really do with Adam. But I feel like he's sort of like a, like a Michael on general hospital where he doesn't seem that romantic. So this kind of pushing some of these pairings is a little, I, I understood Chelsea, the, all the history there, even though they don't have chemistry working that in, but maybe we should work a little bit more with Adam in a different capacity. Yeah, certainly. I mean, I, I'd like to see him go more towards um, some of his darker side. And, and of course, also when he's you know, sort of bitching about Billy, all I keep going back in my head is you killed his daughter, you know? Yeah. And I really love Billy versus Adam. And I feel like that's something that we are gearing back up towards with the, the you know, Billy having the story and working with Alyssa, who is a character that I'm kind of liking. I, I, I like this girl and I like that she's sort of come back into the fold and, and it makes sense. Yeah, um, for my part, you know, um, I also think it's interesting the way, you know, they're trying to incorporate, um, you know, new technical developments in that they're actually going to be investigating Adam's story via podcast. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, oh, so and those are very popular right now. Um, things like Serial, et cetera. Um, yeah, it and, really is showing they're trying to get with the time, same thing with working with Theo and the influencer thing, which initially I was not crazy about the Theo character, but when they came back, there was a shift, and I think they figured out what to do with him, so I'm in for it. And, you know, he is technically an abbot, you know, in that in that way, he's involved in that family, and we can always use more Abbots. I'm an Abbot stand, so so we'll see where he goes, especially with Victoria, and that's kind of interesting to me. Yeah, because she likes getting involved with the Abbots, and I also like seeing you know Tracy on yesterday show and Jack looking at her. Yeah, and I saying, love Tracy you know, being involved. Yeah, yeah, because I think that she's just she's just interesting. You know, I find her you know fascinating um, character who. Um, has got all this money, but she doesn't really throw it around the way you would think. Um, I like her. I've always liked Beth Maitland as an actor. So and I think that she's, you know, I want, I want to see, give her something interesting to do, you know? Yeah. And, and to me, I like that she's involved because she has this great connection to Billy and Lily and it just made sense. And I like that we have that callback with her and Lily a few weeks ago talking about Colleen and sort of really showing why these characters care so much about one another in a way. And then we have, you know, Billy and her have, you know, a past as well. And, you know, Tracy is Billy's sister. And we, we have a, that's one of Billy's saving grace relationships as well as you have to have a great actor like Jason Thompson or a Billy Miller to make Billy a likable character because it, that character on paper is the worst, but we love them because these guys are so good. But Tracy has always been his saving grace, and, you know, he, he's a good little brother to her. Yeah, he is really good. Um, and I will say with um, – I'm curious to see what they're going to do with Courtney Hope when they bring her on the show. See, I thought they should have just brought her over as Sally. I thought she was great as Sally. They should have just brought her over as Sally. And if they were getting rid of her, um, bold and beautiful, just bring her right over. They've done that enough. 
Well, and, and I wonder if they are, because did they say, they finally say that it would be a new character? Because I know they were being hush-hush about who she was playing and, and if she would be Sally or not. So did you see anywhere where they confirmed it wouldn't be? Because no, to me, it's, it's I don't know who there. she would be. Yeah. It's Yeah, it's, um, I'm trying to think if who, um, oh, yesterday on the show, um, I think it was Theo was talking to a friend of his who runs one of those investigative murder mystery podcasts, Real Life Murders. Oh, and yeah. Tried to say, and say to her, you would be really good investigating this. I think she, I think Courtney Hill might be the person who is the investigator for this and the host of this podcast who will be investigating Adam Newman. Yeah, and that seems more like a short-term role. And I do wonder what, what's going on there because to me, with her coming in, there's when you think about the canvas, who would she be paired with? Okay, we have Theo, um, but we already have him with Victoria and Lola. And, and there's there's not a lot of places she could go long term unless you make her like a Heather Stevens or have her come in. But to me, Chelsea in the fashion industry and Lauren is not really involved with there's too much other stuff going on but yeah if she were to come in and be that character i guess that makes sense like but it would be more short term right but because, i also think yeah. that yeah possibly if you were going to involve her anybody i'm thinking chance would be a good idea for this because he's involved in billy's the mystery oh, yeah, of what right. happened in yeah. las vegas and she, she's he's also on the police force now or he's rejoined the police force she could investigate him and start to fall in love with him and realize ultimately she knows something, you know, it's the typical thing where she gets out of his bed and then goes to like grab one of his shirts or something and finds incriminating evidence in the dresser drawer, you know, um, yeah. or he'll slip and say something to her and then she'll be torn as to do I use this information or not. Yeah, and that to me is like, if we go there, then what do we have for Chelsea? But maybe to me, it's like, if they don't know what to do with Misty, she could go over to General Hospital. I love her. Well, I got to tell you, she was I, she was very good and flirtatious in her scene with Theo yesterday. Yeah. And, you know, and, uh, my mom kept swearing up and down they were going to go with her and Victor. And I was like, I hope not. <laughs> well, he does, you know, he wouldn't be the oddest pairing he's ever had. No. Like him and Sharon, that's again, that will always be one of the times where they cross the line because age is irrelevant to me, obviously, but it's when it's a, a motherly as she is with Adam or when he, you know, Victor is very fatherly with Sharon. That's when it crosses the line. Like it, it's, you can like Ava and Morgan to me, like the fact that, you know, he was Kiki's husband. Yes. That part is gross. But as far as, later when they really developed them as a couple on their own, it's like, yeah, she's not motherly. This is the first time, you know, with Avery that we're actually seeing motherly Ava. Ava and Morgan never motherly or son. It was all just they're they're two broken people coming together in, you know, obviously icky so fashion, but yeah, to me that that's always where I draw the line where it's like, ugh, like with Victor and Sharon. Ugh. Yeah, it's like it was. I remember years ago they teased Victor and Christine, and Ugh. people went, "No, no, no!" And so, yeah, they didn't like that at all. Yeah, and that's what I kind of wonder: is that they're kind of 
doing like some of the other soaps are doing Kim testing some people just to see people's reaction and whether it be for friendships or, you know, sharing more scenes together or romantic pairings, I do see them sort of trying and waiting because this is the time to do that when they're so close in production that they can change things. Yeah. It wasn't like, well, it, would, it turned out to be days uh, of our lives saving grace this year yeah. to have, He's six months ahead. But I said part of the problem was things weren't working and they couldn't do anything about it because they'd already filmed six months worth of episodes. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is they weren't getting the audience reaction. And I think some people don't get is so the, the writers write the scripts, but most soap opera writers are in New York while all the soaps now are filmed in L.A., and the direction, and it doesn't always translate, because that's why I love following Ron Carvalari, and I love Ron, and I love how honest he is about stuff, because he's like, yeah, it was actually written this way, but it turned out that way, um, but that's just the nature of things, and it's like, yeah, th this is where people can kind of see, it's a combination of actors' choices, because that is the thing, is soap actors are, you know, known to make choices with what they have and for better or for worse and that's what I always love especially when you have people that play really well off uh, you know each other like like with Ra uh, with Ken and Roger over at GH and a lot of the people they have there because they're dealing with some of the top caliber soap opera actors as well as like fun character actors so their cast really works well with that and I will say Days has quite a few people that really work well within that, too. Like, I, I enjoy seeing Marcy Miller as Abigail, and I feel like that'll work well with this quad. And, you know, uh, the fifth wheel, Gabby coming back. We have Gwen, who's a refreshing character I love. And, of course, Brandon Barash is Jake. And then Chad. That's a good group, and that's a good group of actors that, that are willing to make choices that sometimes maybe not be what's exactly on the page. But... But I think it works. And, and we're seeing how these soaps actually have to work within that. And But now we have all this option to see what people are saying and what's not working. Uh, that's why I feel like they changed the Nicholas Ava Frizz storyline so much is because they realized people weren't really gelling with some of the choices that the writing had, had chosen for that quad. And yeah, like hopefully with Days we have a lot more, you know, to go with, especially since they had to write so many people out with the contract switch. And then now we're seeing them come back. So th they've had a lot of hurdles, but some of this stuff has been so good. Like the Eve Donovan story. I love me some Cassie DePaiva. Everything about that was great. You know what I loved about that was her when, um, uh, Claire was asking her point blank, okay, you hate Ben, but you were blowing yeah. up an entire church with a lot of other people in there. And Eve's response was, yeah, people who are coming to celebrate the man who murdered my daughter. So too bad if they got killed, you know? And she was really mad at them for forgiving him. And, uh, and if I said, wow, that was good rationalization. And I liked when Sammy said, um, with, in terms of Eve, well, you know, if Will hadn't come back from the dead, I kind of, I don't know how I would be at reacting to Ben being out and about. Yeah. And I liked that we and had I that, that was justification. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the thing is we had good motivation for Eve and for, uh, what is his name? Vincent. I like that twist that, you know, his uh, girlfriend or fiance was Wendy and, you know, that callback there. 
and that was a good twist. And, but that's what Ron is good at, good at, is bringing up history and really working it in well. Because, you know, Eve Donovan is a character who's been broken and screwed over by the people in Salem over and over again. Because I was unaware as it happened the year I was born. So, of course, I have no memory of it. It was when Steve Burton was on Days of Our Lives and he screwed over Eve when it was Charlotte Ross. And it's like, wow, like there's so much history there with her and this town and these people. And and so it made sense. And, and that's where I'll say that Days is my second to GH now because everything is really working and making sense for the most part. And I see that they have so much potential to go in some different directions that are, you know, soapy and interesting. And have they said yet why Gwen um, drugged Abigail? Not that I've seen yet. We've seen that. But okay. I do wonder if she, because she is someone who is a schemer and is always out for herself. So I'm guessing someone probably paid her to do this because she didn't seem to know Abigail from Adam. Like it was, and now she's sort of, I think, developed maybe some interest in Chad, but it's more of I don't think it's really, you know, love or anything. She's just interested in this life and staying in it. So it's at least some, I feel like we'll get more because I love Emily O'Brien. I loved her on Y&R. I like this character. So I, I'm glad she's sticking around because she got a contract out of it. Yeah, because I, I got to see the scene where she married uh, Kevin on Young and the Restless. Yes. Yeah, and um, and and I remember that it was really weird. Uh, you do something that was up with the character where one of the things Kevin wound up giving her for Christmas one year was a book on serial killers. Yeah, she was she was a cool on there. I actually liked that. I was as much as I love Kevin and Chloe, I was a little sad that they sort of made her the crazy one and you know really put Kevin and Chloe back uh, you know together together, but. Yeah, her character was interesting because you don't often, you had the Chloe on uh, Days, I guess, was a bit of a goth chick. But for as usually on soaps, they don't always do that. Oh, well, the original goth chick transformation was of Haley and All My Children. Yes, yeah, that's right, Haley. With the Elvira wig for the first month or two. And then they just, uh, I remember her first appearance on. uh, Regis and Kathy Lee, I was, remember watching that day, and it's like the first time I think anybody had ever seen her blonde hair. And, but she would come on with the leather jacket and the Navarro wig, and it was a little bit much, you know? Yeah. But I, I liked it. And I don't know. Um, I thought, unfortunately, with uh, what Eve did with Ben, although the thing is, um, well, if they can redeem Ben, you know, they can redeem pretty much anybody. And I want to see more exactly. of Eve Benevin back. And, you know, um, and the other part was with um, Vincent. I knew he was going to be connected to somebody, right? I thought it would yeah. be kind of a little bit more interested if instead of the midwife, if he had been somebody who had been a brother or obsessed with uh, Serena, the first victim. Yeah. Because like, they both had, like, they even thought that, somebody. that he could. Hmm? Yeah, because they had, like, both of them had a, um, whatchamacallit, uh, like an international criminal vibe to them. Yeah. He was a drug smuggler, and he was uh, he was working for Dr. Rolf. Um, and uh, I also didn't like when suddenly Eve was sort of in that world that, you know, oh, I'm dealing in the Stefano world now. I didn't like that part of it, but I thought that whole scene, it actually it looked good, and I love the fact that, Eve bought a new outfit, a wardrobe, for her torture <laughs> scenes. 
I mean, oh yeah, she looked she looked amazing in those scenes. And yeah, that that like, was really fun. Was like, yeah, and, and when they were doing the whole um, drugging him and um, the Pavlovian response to get him to want to kill um, um, Ciara. And the thing is, right, yeah. um, I was postulating that I thought, you know, how he was going to uh, have that also um, a connection now with Malena. I was wondering if they were yeah. going to play off the fact that Malena had started wearing men's ties or look like men's ties. Oh yeah. I never even looked at that and, and, and noticed that that's, that's interesting. Cause I did love whenever uh, Will was tying his tie for the wedding and they, they had that little laugh. I know a lot of people didn't like it, but I thought it was funny. Well, I actually you know, like their friendship. I kind of hope we get Will back. Maybe not so much Sonny for a little bit, but Will has so much story with his mother being back. And I love Sammy. I mean, when Sammy came back, it just really put the show into high gear. And it's like, yeah, this is days. Yeah, and although uh, I'm not as thrilled right now with the return of Jan Spears, maybe because she, you know, it's, I, it just it hasn't been anybody I've really thought about in a while. And even though she was on that summer special thing. Oh, and also speaking of days, do you know what the plan is for those, that two weeks sort of standalone Storyline? Mm, no, I don't think I'm familiar with it. Because um, they said that what's going to happen, because something with their filming schedule, it turns oh, yeah. out, I guess, that um, their air dates, I think I mean, they might have also, uh, when they're doing like the film schedule, been planning on having to take a couple weeks off for the Olympics, and which didn't happen. Oh, yeah. And so now um, they have to like, they have to come up with like a short uh, couple episodes to put everything back on track so that all the days are falling in order so that they, we're not celebrating Thanksgiving at, at the end of October. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, because that, that uh, is the thing is when, when they have so far, you know, in advance and had like breaks planned that didn't happen. It's just that's what's odd to me that you're going to see both days and GH preempted. I know GH will be preempted for baseball at the end of September. Um, it was like the 28th, 29th and 30th or something like that where and they were actually going to be showing some episodes from the Olivia Jerome storyline. So I kind of feel like that is because they're going back when usually they would pick like a flashback from say earlier in the year or something like that. But they seem to be playing that storyline for some reason. <laughs> oh, it's a, I wouldn't mind yeah. seeing her back. I think she's, um, she's just a fun uh, um, character um, would, you know, certainly would have give Anna some trouble because uh, I mean, well, she's yeah, always hated all the Anna. history there. And um, it's also, yeah, I'd like to see her back. And it's, I'd like to see her, you know, really involved with somebody, you know. Yeah. Um, and Tanya's and, a character. So, like, it, it would be curious to see, you know, because I, I unfortunately know too much because I was friends with her stepdaughter. <laughs> but, but yeah, it, it would be interesting to see her come back and see what she does with it. And I, I, I let's just say I kind of know why she would be interested in coming back. <laughs> okay, and, yeah, I yeah. just would, would love to get the character back. I, I want to see more with her and Ava. Oh yeah, they never um, really played them together. Like, because I remember asking her, 
the last time I saw her, I was like, what was up with that? Like, Yeah, and I think that, you know, um, they got one scene together, and that was it. She got to do a, a bit with Julian, but not much with Ava. And, and also, um, then there was a really weird little scene when uh, Nora was representing her, and she made a reference to Bo and, as though, like, um, yeah. Yeah. as though she was still Alex Olinoff uh, from like, One Life to Live. Um, and well, her and a- Alex have a lot in common, like, so I see it. And, and it would, wouldn't surprise me if they didn't write in that they were the same person. Like they, like they said with uh, Lorenzo and uh, God, Tomas, Tomas. Taya's brother, like that, yeah. they, they did a nod to that. Cause I actually, I don't know why we don't have Ted King or Rick Hurst or somebody like that, but okay. I can see this. Like, and they could have written that in. Yeah, I would love to have seen that too with in her and, and become, except, you know, yeah, that, um, and that she could have been like gone under, that she was always undercover as a secret agent or she never really yeah. was a secret agent. Um, and I liked her with Bo. Uh, I liked her crazy. I liked her with Asa. Um, <laughs> yeah. I liked her with Carlo Hesser. She had really good chemistry and she, and I, I will have to say this, is she, um, really pushed, she and Carlo, I remember when they were first on, they really pushed the envelope as what you could, you know, do sexually on shows. Oh, yeah. She was walking around the apartment with, um, like, I think in dog collars and with riding whips, and you're like, Jesus. Yeah. I said, wow, this is, this is big. (laughs) And I I thought when Dorian gave uh, David a blowjob on One Life to Live that that was pushing boundaries. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I just, I mean, there's amazing... um, was was that on the cable, or like the um, Cape Prospect Park one, or on the, as I call it, the real one? The real, yeah, the real one. Yeah, because it was, it was towards the end, but yeah, and it was very much implied, sort of like with the Claudia and Sunny one on General Hospital. Because it's funny, I, I know I've heard people make reference to they don't do that on daytime. I'm like, no, nah, I've seen a few where it was implied. <laughs> I think it was actually implied between Patch and Kayla in a bathtub scene. And I think the term that they used was going scuba diving. And then her head went under the water. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, so this was days back in the eighties, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but they were also, they were married. So that, that's okay. Yeah. One thing for the senses maybe, Uh, but then sometimes it's, things get past the census because the census just don't know what there what's being implied. Well, um, I mean, hell the seven dirty words you can't say or television was a joke written by George Carlin that they then used for the outline to do that, which was always insane. And they didn't even stop that until the mid nineties because, or at least, or even later than that. Cause I know, you know, from listening to love line all these years. Oh, the Anne Corolla show they did with uh, Dr. Yeah. Drew. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember I used to watch that when it was on um, TV. TV. Yeah, they had a TV version as well as the K-Rock and you know, a long-running radio show. Yeah, I, I love that, you know, uh, show. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were um, not – yeah, because I think – well, the one that I'm always amazed, I, and I guess this was on, but uh, the word friggin'? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's funny how many were – like, you couldn't say – you could say ass – you could say whole, but you can't say asshole. Or, like, it was always just very arbitrary because I remember even watching MTV and, like, the Marilyn Manson performance at the VMA. It's like, 
it, you bleeped out hole when he said asshole. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, rules um, are strange, but now they have so many shits you can say and at certain time slots and, you know, you can show a lot more nudity or suggestive, you know, scenes or dialogue than you could ever do before, even in daytime. And I know that, um, well, the one that they still pretty much hold firm on is GD, you know? Yeah. You can say damn you, but you can't put the word God in there because then that's taking the name of God in vain. And if you think about that, probably is a... Uh, uh, the thing is, I also, well, going back to the game show thing, one thing that drew, used to drive me crazy is, and that everybody would be, you know, you couldn't just say urinate, okay? Everything <laughs> had to be tinkle or some variation on the word tinkle. And you're like, and even they would tell the contestants. And so you have this guy, yeah, I'm a, I've been a police officer with the LAPD for 15 years now. Tinkle. Um, <laughs> really? That's the word you're going to use? It's, uh, but yeah, they were told to use those type words. And I'm thinking, you know, I don't understand why, well, this is a whole different issue, but for me, in terms of censorship, I don't understand why you can't say one word that means, you can say a different word that means the same thing. I said, if it means the same thing, why can't you use either word, you know? Yeah, and two, it, it, it's, I'm glad that we're not so much in the arbitrary censorship in, in a lot of ways when it comes to words and situations. They've sort of gone a different direction with, you know, that. But, yeah, it, it was always so insane, especially knowing, you know, my dad was in radio. I always listened to Adam, who was in radio. And the radio rules were even more ridiculous than daytime and stuff like that. But I, I'm so glad we can have people talk like adults. <laughs> Yeah, and, and, and teenagers talk like teenagers, you know, and it's, yeah. And I, I mean, and, and daytime actually is one of one of the first forward there. I think actually, it was a Brenda was one of the first daytime character I heard use the word bitch, <laughs> and I'm like, wow, Ooh, wow, yeah, and you're like, wow. Um, but I'd heard it on Dynasty, but uh, on Daytime, no, you know. And I think that the um, – well, though I will say that the Prospect Park and all my children almost went too far the other direction, just wanting oh, yeah. to put – Yeah. Oh, we can – we're cable, so we can use this. And I think even Erica Slazak said something like, no, uh, you don't need profanity. You just need good dialogue. You know, you yeah, need Yeah, because I think dialogue. they have – they had like Daniela say like fuck or something. And I was like, what? <laughs> and yes, I'll call her Daniela, like Taya. But yeah, the one with the live version. And I remember, I mean, they had Robert Scott Wilson playing PD court, little nerdy PD Cortland. I'm like, yeah. on all my children, you're like, they, they made some weird choices with the prospect park to where it's like, I think people forgot why people really watch soap. So we did like the love in the afternoon and we did like the pushing boundaries, but it's more about the good stories and the good actors, not just like super sexing it up, especially with the younger crowd. Yeah. And, it, and what I like to live is especially tried to be a little bit too into all the different technology. You know, uh, Nora yeah. had her podcast and David was doing a reality show and also, they could incorporate all these different types of media to show we're, we're hip. And then they had um, Destiny there. They just yeah. sexed her up. and sexed her up. Uh. Yeah, so, and they, you know, because, of course, they felt like she couldn't be as sexy or interesting if she was overweight. So they 
recast the role with this very slim actress and or actor. Um, and yeah, it was just like, um, no, it wasn't, it, you don't need all that. Yeah. And, and, and I was just they like, they didn't uh, understand the genre. I don't think. And, and that, that, but it's funny to me if that stuff had happened now with a different team, I think it would have been successful, the reboots online, because you've seen, and you and I both know, all these digital dramas coming out here or there, and that it does work when it's done right. and Or when it's when it's not done in the exact same way, you can, like, say, a Studio City that's a little bit more cable-type you know, type, gritty drama, but can still be in that realm of this, you know, is for soap fans or anybody else, but yeah, it is one of those things that those didn't work for many reasons. They were a little ahead of their time. They didn't necessarily understand. They they made some bold choices that didn't really land. But yeah, I, I do hope that maybe we get uh, a, a renaissance of All My Children and or One Life to Live. And I see that we could have that now more than ever. Yeah, I think that, you know, hey, it'd be interesting to see if, if they brought any other shows back. That It'd be great to yeah. see. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind actually. Even sometimes, if they brought some of these soap operas back um, for just a limited run of, like, say, yeah, you know, a, a mini month, series. Just, yeah, like a mini series. Um, I mean, if they're already making references to Ryan's. Um, I'm thinking, Ryan's you know, hope, it'd yeah. Be great to, yeah, it'd be great to see some like uh, go back to another world for a while. Um, and what was it? And the other one. Well, different type of soap opera, but Dark Shadows, they keep always talking about bringing it back in some form or another. Oh, yeah. I well, I, I love Dark Shadows. I grew up, my dad had all of them on tape, so I was able to enjoy them as a kid. And, yeah, Port Charles really did try to revitalize that and passions a little bit. But that's something I'm surprised we haven't had. I mean, the closest thing we've had to that in years is Supernatural, and it's going off the air. So so maybe we'll get something else like that, but maybe more in a, in a daytime, you know, everyday format or something like that. Yeah, I'm trying to think it's um, any of the uh, – trying to think of another sort of Supernatural thing. Well, you know, yeah, because, I mean, we've had, like, a lot of, like, Supernatural series, like, you know, True Blood done well and Vampire yeah. Diaries. <laughs> and, but um, for the most part, we don't have a, a, a passions, but of course, I th- passions with hell in the closet was not <laughs> a great show. Um, had some fun. Yeah, actors I, I was not a big fan of passions. Like I didn't really watch that. I always got the references from Buffy, <laughs> but Port Charles was my jam because again, it started out Scotty, Kevin, Lucy, my favorite GH characters besides Lucky and Luke. So of course I'm going to watch it. And then it got all vampire with Michael Easton. Yeah, and and he was the vampire, and then the twin brother of the priest. Yes. <laughs> and, and actually, I, I, I thought it was kind of fun, but then they tried some other type of supernatural story. It didn't work as well, so they went back and just decided all vampires all the time. Yeah, because they worked, they, yeah. And then it ended, I think, when they introduced a werewolf in the uh, cliffhanger moment that they didn't realize was the end of the show because – they had filmed in advance and got fired during one of the, just the show got canceled during one of the breaks. So the show ended with a bunch of cliffhangers that never got resolved. Um, oh, then, yeah. then, when they, then when they did the vampire thing on General Hospital, they tried to make it seem like it was just... Um, in Lucy's and, head, yeah. Yeah, and that the guy was just a, uh, he thought he was a vampire. Um, 
It's, yeah, I kind of like how they made it canon, but not like and, and had a nod to it. Like, and that's how Silas was related. But they kind of like they kind of forgot all about that. At least we still have Silas in existence. But no, no, Silas. Well, Silas is dead. Yeah, I know, but but he's oh. still like mentioned, but he's still like in you know in the zeitgeist. Well, unlike some characters, oh. they tend to forget about. Yeah, they. Um... I, I, when they were talking yesterday, I sometimes have to remind myself when um, Nina was talking about Silas that Finn is not Silas. And that you realize now that um, Michael Easton, is, is this, he's had like four or five roles on the show now, and oh, only some of them were supposed to look alike. But yeah, and that's the thing is, you know, at least we still mention Silas, but the, the whole Lucy the Vampire Slayer thing, it's a cute nod, but that's more of a Ron thing to do. And that's why he kind of did that, which was funny. But with Chris and Dan, I feel like they're a little bit more grounded. So that's why we'll have Silas mentioned, but not that he had a brother who thought he was a vampire. <laughs> yeah, yeah who then had like um, a son who, well, the son also died of a drug overdose. So they'll mention him. And Nina was kind of a little bit involved in that. She kind of like was oh, yeah. encouraging it to run. And, um, yeah, I, but I am, you know, I am looking forward to, you know, um, seeing what they do now with um, where they go. Now that they've wrapped up the custody hearing on Michael and with Mike's death um, and where we're going to go with like Kylie and Sonny now, um, I, you know, I hope that they avoid the part of like Sonny going into a depression again. Um, I, it would be understandable if we did, but I just don't want to see that story. Um, yeah. I'd, I'd much rather, you know, see them. Um, well, probably once they wrap this up, Sonny will be refocusing on Cyrus. Cyrus, you know? and, and, and that makes sense. And that's what I'll say. It, but it almost seems like Carly and Jax are going to reunite, which they have more chemistry, Laura and Ingo, than her and Maurice. But to me, if we're going to break Carly and Sonny getting through this, great. But if we're going to break them up again, like, let's keep them broke up at least for years because they just keep going back to that well. And to me, it's worked well for this storyline. But as far as romantic and things like that, that it used to be, it's just not there. And either bring Brenda back as much as to, you know, my chagrin. I get it. That's Sonny's, you know, real love there. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm thinking more well, with uh, Carly and Jax, and what I think could really get to Sonny is this is the second time in the course of a year she and Jax have conspired and kept a huge secret from him, the yeah. first being Nicholas Cassadine being alive, and now um, uh, that – she may have been that uh, she was there and saw Nell fall off the cliff. Um, and so I think that, yeah, that, that could be good. If they're going to put Sonny together with anyone, I kind of, I don't want to say, well, first off, Vanessa Marcells, um, she comes back. And then even if she signs a two-year contract, it seems like she's leaving after six months. I'd rather see them pair uh, Sonny up with somebody else. You know, maybe somebody yeah. who's on the canvas. I know he's always said that he wanted to work with Jeannie Francis. I don't know yeah, if that would Sonny work, though. Laura, I, could, I could see that and just be, you know, something different for Sonny. Because, I mean, most characters, it's a soap. They have to be paired up. Okay, like, I get that. 
but yeah, the, the Sonny and Carly well, they've gone to too many times. If Brenda wants to come back, you know, bring Vanessa back on and, you know, we'll see what goes there or try something new. I mean, you know, he does have a kid with Alexis. I know that, you know, Maurice and Nancy are fun together. There's a lot of other stuff they could do if they're just willing to maybe work that out or, you know, just go a different direction because yeah, this has really served this storyline, but where do we go from here? Yeah, and it's um, yeah, it, Cali's been great during it, and it's just a matter of um, yeah, they break them up and you say, okay, well, how long before they get back together? But then again, you know, um, it's kind of like Victor and Nikki at Young and yeah. the Restless, and eventually, you know, they'll get back together, but you know, it can be down the road because uh, I also think that they're great together, but I'd like a little more something there, you know, something more dramatic for Kylie and for him. And also put, you know, Jason right in the middle of them again, you know, just having almost like who gives custody of Jason. Yeah. Because like, that's the, you know, trio. I mean, Sam is always an afterthought and that's a character that, you know, I do hope either goes a different direction or, or we see just something else. But yeah, as, as we wrap up here, I know uh, we've chatted forever, but there there's yeah. four soaps on and there's all the soap history that goes in and the predictions and, and all the crazy news we've seen. So yeah, Jerry, where can they keep up the conversation with you if they want to talk about soaps on social media? Uh, actually, no, I, I'm planning on setting up a website, but right now I've just been like doing everything, just setting myself up for, um, the semester with school. Um, and actually, I'm on Facebook, if I, uh, but, you know, you know, very, you know, I don't, you know, I have a lot of friends on Facebook, but I don't tend to use that as much. Um, and I pop into some of the uh, soap pages. Um, but that's about it. I I'm, I'm actually don't have my own website. It's, I, I, I've been told I should stop one. Yeah, I know. I'm even my website. That's something I could have been doing during the pandemic is, you know, revitalizing that. And I guess we'll have to think about doing those things again, because while we get back into the swing of things, work will never be the same. And we have a lot more time in front of our computers. So since I'm Lucretia Lyon, guys, you can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the Internet, since there is only one. Thank you for listening to Believe in Soap Operas. If you're not subscribed to the show, be sure to hit that button so you get new episodes each week in the feed of your favorite podcasting app. Like us? Rate us. Have something to say? Leave us a review. Stay tuned for another round of General Hospital Chat with Wonder Woman Susan Eisenberg and I, Dish Days, with Tony Moore, coming up on Believe in Soap Operas. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.